Appreciated in their time. The, yeah. true, the true rebels always walk alone. What do you mean? Well, the, you know, the, the, the real visionaries are never Van Gogh never sold a painting. Awesome. Awesome. Wells never won an Oscar. Yeah, Scorsese. Oh, did he win one? This no, he's got one. Okay, he's rubbish then. Cigar. Hitchcock. Hitchcock never got one. Never got an Oscar. Dangerfield. Dangerfield. Look at the big names. Eloise. <laughs> okay, I can see this is really building, and over the you know we're going to get this out of you over the next two hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Find out what the real story is. So take your tablets. What about Mr. Marvlin? Mm. First week we don't tune in to see if he's going to be on road. I'd given up on him ever being on it again. Same. Didn't bother to tune in. Nope. 
Apparently he started. No, no, no. I had. I had you, you did the opening monologue. Rove just kind of leaned in and got a finger right. in at the last minute. Right. I did that. What's the deal? Did the news? I did everything. Uh, I popped up on. Oh, no, no, I didn't make mention of it in the office on Friday that I had to go and film a sketch. No, you did it. You said I've got to go to Rove. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know if it just meant you guys were going for a rub down. <laughs> um, but no, I had a line in the in Lion Sheldon's wonderful right ears segment. How he's clawing his way back. Right ears. Right. What was your role? What did you do? I played a, uh, a, a store shop owner. Um, a store shop owner. Oh, a guy with food. A guy who runs a shop that sells shops. That's what you're telling us. <laughs> a greengrocer. And I had the apron and everything. Being yeah. a starch Italian accent. No, I didn't have the Zapata. But I did have the lime strudel, sashimi, ravioli, carpaccio, or cappuccino. I reckon oh. that would have been way longer in the early draft, too. Taking it back. The <laughs> they had to cut me down. Sandwich. Okay, so what's going on there? Uh, well, the theory being that uh, Ryan has created his own language, right? Um, because all the different kinds of languages of the world uh-huh. are too confusing. Uh-huh. Words like strudel, ravioli, cappuccino. Yeah. Um, so who'd you step over to get that role? Yeah, who got bone? Michael Chamberlain. Who hit the floor? Declan Fay. Declan Fay. Michael Chamberlain. I mean, you're wide-handing your way back up to the top. That's what Gary Sweet. I want to say Michael McCall Jones, mm. but I can't get a name in there. I don't even know if that's... Is that his name? Michael McCall Jones. <laughs> that's right. He was like the head comedy writer on every single comedy tonight show made in this country up until Rove. I mean, once again, boned by Mars. <laughs> Bang. Worked that out. That's the point I was trying to get. I can't, I can't believe I've missed that. I can't believe we don't have a clip. Yeah, I know. Instead, we're going to have to play a clip from what I was watching when this was going to air, which was Crime Investigation Network. Police kids never oh, back at it. Someone finally copped the capsicum spray to the face. <laughs> I've been waiting for it for two series. And I have a listen to this. This is a bloke who's just robbed a liquor store. He's been chucked in the back of a police car. We pick up the action already in progress. It was your decision to go in there. You made that choice. Steal that bottle of bourbon. Or bottle of rum. But Simon doesn't accept the consequences, and on the way back to the station, he decides the only way to get out of trouble is to escape from the moving police car, and then fight the police as they try to stop him. But this only leads to a dose of pepper spray and another charge of resisting arrest. I can see, I can see, I can see, I can see. Get your feet in the car. <laughs> there you go. I can see. <laughs> but that is the most violence we've ever heard on, on New Zealand cops. It's like a riot. <laughs> there would have been a Robbie King style investigation after that. The first time a cop ever had to do anything. How did he try and get the bourbon out? Dress it up as a baby. Nerf it out of there. He walked, this was his brilliant plan. He walked into the shop, he took it off the shelf, uh-huh. and he just ran to the door. <laughs> Simple as that. And I think for the purposes of the podcast, it's sleep bourbon as well. <laughs> and nothing's as good as sleep. <laughs> yeah, that's lovely with capsicum spray. No worry about all the cameras in the shop. In fact, I think he gave him a take too. <laughs> in case you missed that, I'll go back. I'll give you another one. You choose to take down the barrel. All right, look, this show. This show is in pieces on the floor. I can see. I can see. You make a good point. Capsicum spray in the face. That's convincing. <laughs> <laughs> so much. You're on a right here on Triple M. Well, the trio, better than, get this, well, possibly here at Triple M around the nation. It's time to talk snacks. It's time to talk oh. food. Let's get some sizzle going, Mr. Marathon. Snacks. <laughs> 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 
channeling through them. Uh, so they've got a 17-year-old kid on YouTube plowing his way through one of those burgers and then exploding. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what's on the menu so far? We've got a necklace that's been through Thorpey. Mm. We've got the uh, eight meat patty burger mm. only available on the counter. Why not finish it off with some of Brittany Perco Pops? What's that? In the new weekly this week, Brittany Spears is Park's... Oh, no. Spark speculation. She's using drug-laced lollipops to massively get high. And after the singer was seen passing around a lollipop to three other people in her car, rumours started it was actually a Perco Pop. What's Perco? The latest secret in Hollywood. Everyone's doing them. You have to get them from a doctor, but Brittany and her pals could easily tap into it. The plies, says an insider. Mm, lollipop insider. It's a great quote, that one. <laughs> Brittany and her pals could easily tap into it. The plies. Oh, yeah. Lollipops, that's right. They contain a powerful opiate called Actic, a highly addictive drug used to treat cancer patients who have built up a tolerance to other painkillers. Oh, so that's how strong the gear Brittany oh, needs. Just to feel it. Just to feel anything. Several times stronger than heroin. Whoa. He may look like she's fucking a lollipop, but those lollipops are loaded. Oh, yeah. Claimed an insider. She's been using them for months. She'll whip one out and start passing it around so everyone can get off on it. Perco Pop could get pay for the excuse he needs to take the boy. Said an insider. Once again, when K-Fed is looking like the responsible parent, deep <laughs> trouble, standing in a pile of his own vomit in a dump bath with his pants on his head. Yes, I think he's obviously the responsible one. Everyone is cautioning Brittany that these lollipops are addictive. There's an insider. I don't know if this is true. We've got one of these Perco Pops here. I don't know. This is amazing. When you buy it, it comes perfectly. But mm. you can even attach uh, a winch or something like that, I guess. Successfully, well, probably 
down the picture of Richard Marlin. They need to stick on their budget. Triple M dot com dot au. Don't forget this page. Yeah. Uh, there's a wonderful artist impression. Ken Doan. Ken Doan's done a drawing of Richard's face. Right. Uh, copy that down onto your art. Send it into the booty bank, <laughs> and we will give you not win promotions. We will give you a DVD player. What an issue of do because we've got Warwick Kepper's tips on making the perfect porno. He only did one a week ago and already he's an expert. Okay, what's he got for us? Okay. Number one. People want clear, concise, taste and visuals. I've got a running commentary too, which is good. Oh, so he's done his own commentary. Track. That's a good idea. Yes, he's doing it. My long bomb looks. <laughs> Remember me? Got a train, make sure your hair's looking good. Make sure your hair's looking good. Absolutely right. Comb. <laughs> Go to comb over if necessary. You've got to make sure you can get it up and perform on camera. Study soccer. See, <laughs> Sorry, this is just filmmaking advice yeah. from the maestro. Always wax your ass. Always wax your ass. Get a solarium. A nice brown ass looks sexual. This is word for word. Always smile for the main shot. Absolutely. advice. That is the total. That's it. That's all he's learned. Five. Now, can I say that house is on order? Yeah. Our copy of the Warwick Cabin Sex Tape is on order. It really does. It's some great shots, but in the Zoom magazine, all the key moments are obscured by a football. Ah, oh, yeah. I hope that doesn't happen in the real film. Yeah, no. It's a mini Sharon. Not paying to see football. Hey, Rich. Hey. That's right. Okay, what are you paying to see? Uh, Rich Cameron. As you know, I've had a weekend long. Viewing hours, well spent. Thank you all so much. Yeah, and when I came in this morning, you were sitting at your desk humming an Ario Speedwagon track. Now, you're not even old enough, surely. Uh, I hadn't ever. That was Keith Urban, was it? That was the wagon. That was pure wagon. You speak of the wagon a lot, you two. Yeah. Growingly, you have little wagon parties, which I'm not invited to. I'm trying to remember the songs. Did they do Can't Fight This Feeling? Yes, they did. Yeah, we've got to get this ship. Into the shore. They also, because hmm. on maps they do uh, like classic film clips, and I sit around waiting for Jive Money to come on <laughs> to no avail. <laughs> Sitting through endless Terence Tread, Tread, Terence Tread Derby numbers. Yeah, yeah. He spent the entire 80s hanging around with long, thin dreadlocks, Millie Vanilli style, mm. and a black bandana, hanging around bikers' bars, where apparently all the bikers wore lipstick. It's <laughs> <laughs> long, thin dreadlocks. <laughs> I just don't believe you, Terence. I just don't believe you know how to ride a motorcycle. All right, so listen, this is what they did have. Have yeah. you ever heard this one? Thank <laughs> you. 
Get This, the home of the Get This podcast. Yeah. 115. Going up the Oh, is it really? Yes. Yeah, what's in it? Brilliant. Oh, you've got a bit of, uh, I think, Robin Butler. Oh, yes. And, of course, a bit of Tony Wilson and a bit of, I don't know, I think there's a bit of, go. A bit of uh, politics, a bit of controversy in there. You've never seen so many uh, um, worried faces uh, mm. in the office on Saturday. How do you mind? the room that Tony Wilson had passed away. Oh. A lot of people look at me. It's not Tony Wilson who comes on our show. It's not that one, but the founder of Factory Records. Yes. yes. New Order and Joy Division. Big in uh, 24-hour party people. The character that Steve Coogan played in 24-hour party people, mm-hmm. who in fact was the inspiration for the character of Alan Partridge. So how weird's that? Yeah. yeah. Isn't, then, isn't there a scene in that Tristram Shandy film where the real Tony Wilson interviews Steve Coogan Yes. About playing, yes, there is. It's very about extended on the uh, DVD as well. Okay, it's wow. two meter even for this program. No. I'm confused. My brain hurting. I'm lost. Much like the stoners who have been sending in angry emails. Why was there no podcast on Friday? Oh, I'm sorry, it's going to be. It'll be a three pod week. There's one today, one Wednesday, one Friday. Bang. A lot of emails that start off angry and then just forget what they're on about <laughs> and then just stop halfway through. Go and go. Here's a special yeah. voice. Back mountain just for you. Please, don't. There's enough angry emails. Go and score me out of something. That's our topic today. Yeah, why is our topic? Well, today? I went to see the Simpsons movie. Good decision. Love oh, okay. the Simpsons. How about that spider pig? <laughs> well, the people in front of me, family in front of me, very Simpsons looking them own selves. Stormed out, I reckon, 30 seconds in, didn't even get to the spot. Seconds in. Sure, that itchy and scratchy bit of the start. Very funny. And he likes to get stabbed with a flag. Yeah, it's yeah. quite violent, but if you've seen The Simpsons on TV, you know what you're on for. Right. Whole family just got up and stormed out because of the violence of itchy and scratchy. I must say, I nearly stormed out of The Simpsons movie. When? Why is it President Schwarzenegger? Yeah, what's the matter with that? Isn't it rainy or wolf castle? That's yeah, true. I was wondering about that too. That's they're trying to, you know. What? They're trying to, what, confuse long-time viewers? Yeah. Rainy or wolf castle, who plays McBain, sort of a send-up of Schwarzenegger, got to the movie and gone, oh, bugger it, let's just have him be Schwarzenegger now. I think so. I think that was the, the I, thought, I thought that was quite clever. I thought that was the joke of it. Well, mm-hmm. that's what I always thought. I don't think uh, Schwarzenegger even pops up as, you know, a version of Schwarzenegger in The Simpsons. Because I always thought the rainy or wolf castle was, yeah. he's, he's representing Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I feel like all three of us are the comic shop book guy. Do <laughs> 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 right, right, those words come out in the wrong order? Just put it together yourselves at home. You know what I mean? <laughs> I didn't storm out though. No. But that was interesting to see a whole family storm out as one. Mm. I love a good storm out though. Yeah, you yeah. must have stormed out of something, don't you? Uh, you I, that look about, yeah. I don't think I've ever stormed out of a movie. Uh. Hmm. I have to think about that. Got through uh, Prince of Tides, did you? Okay, I'm out. No, I, never, I didn't, didn't see the Prince of Tides. I saw it. What was that? The other one she did was even worse. After that, the mirror has the mirror has, face. Oh, the mirror has to vomit, I thought it was. The audience has to vomit. There was a play on a university once called Your Bully's Flight. I'm storming out now just thinking about it. How dare you? Now, Your Bully was the name of a bird, a canary that was on stage. A real bird on stage, Rich, in a cage, uh, and the bird had to live in a somewhat dank theatre for two weeks. And, uh, but anyway, I had heard, I said, listen, is anyone going to go to this play? Because we would always go on closing nights, so you could go to the party, try to get some action. Sure. Okay. Oh, hang on, you don't even know if any action was achieved, but they're high-fiving each other, listen. Uh, but it, anyway, so we were... <laughs> 
We went sci-fi central in here, I'm telling you. <laughs> Under the promise that not only did this play have uh, a, a live bird on stage, but there were norks in it. Right. <laughs> about, apparently about halfway through. It was four hours. Did it say that on the poster? No, but, but word had got around that there, that there was some in it. Okay. So I went along with another bloke, mm. really looking forward to it. Yeah. And uh, you and Warwick Kappa. <laughs> it was... It wasn't great. It wasn't a great play. I didn't really understand what was going on. But I was holding out for the norks and the bird. The bird came out and I thought, halfway there, the bird's pretty good. He's fluttering around. He doesn't like all the lights. He doesn't like the music. I'm, I mean, he doesn't like the Enya. I'm going to keep going because I reckon there's going to be norks in this any minute now. At interval, the first guy I was with was visibly shaking. He said, I can't listen to this crap anymore. I can't listen to it anymore. I said, listen to me, man. Listen to me. We've done two hours. It's only two hours more. There'll be norks. I promise you there'll be norks. I promise you. And he left. And I stayed. And I saw some. Okay. Second high five. Wow. Ten. People love Dimitri in the theatre. Like I've told you before, I went to see a uh, play in Brisbane, which was uh, Sam Shepard's True Wish. Oh, yeah. Like, one room. Oh, my God. That sounds a bit boring. What is it? And I'm going, oh, it's just two actors, and, you know, they play this, this happens, and this, yeah, that sounds a bit boring. And I go, at one point, a hundred posters go off on stage at the same time. He goes, great. I've got to see this. He went along just to see the toasters go off. Fantastic. That's what the theatre needs. More gimmicks. But what have you stormed out of, listeners? Have you stormed out of anything, Richard? Plenty of storm out last night in the Australian Isle. Oh. getting very irate. What about judgments, mate? Lots of finger. Lots of, you know, the, the pen replaces the finger with the pointing. Oh, There's yeah. a pointing going on. And it's great when they have fun and make fun of people's ages. That's nice. I like that. Oh, I came in, she was about 44. Mm. And apparently that breaches the, uh, goes over the age limit. So, yeah, right that's right. so they just made fun of it, basically. Oh. Really great viewing. Really fantastic. <laughs> but the only movie I've ever actually walked out of, and I'm sorry to say this, but it's an Australian movie, mm. uh, Horseplay. I've never walked out of any other movie. Oh, horseplay. Wow. I mean, I had a prior engagement. Yeah. Um, I had to go and see Caterpillar Wish in the other cinema. It's going to party on. Something like that. But Horseplay is the only film I've ever walked out of. What was it that made you storm out? No cameo from your good self? That's true. No, I wasn't making an appearance in Horseplay. I couldn't make couldn't any more. Why'd you go, Rich? Well, because I had free tickets and I, and I had to go and review it, so then I went and tipped a bucket. Well, yeah, I mean, no, yeah, I just, I had to get going, and uh, I, I didn't even actually end up reviewing it. Well, I remember a friend, I, cause I worked on a film called Bad Eggs, and I remember a friend of mine calling me from uh, Horseplay, the opening day of Horseplay, and he'd just seen the trailer for Bad Eggs. He's going, mate, I've just seen the trailer for your film. And I've gone, where are you? Going, it's Horseplay, it's opening day, they're running it before it. And I've gone, how did the trailer go? And he goes, I don't know. I'm the only one in the cinema. Mind <laughs> <laughs> you, when Bad Eggs came out, it was a similar story. But <laughs> we won't go down that path. <laughs> We're looking for storm out. It could have been you. It could have been something you've seen. Mm. Just give us a call. Tell us about it. Yeah, absolutely right. Or if you've caused someone to storm out. We'll take anything. You know us. one triple three five three. <laughs> Thank you very much, Chili Peppers. It's Get This on Triple M. Who stormed out of something, Ed? Hello, Colin. Yeah, how you going, Rob? Excellent. What'd you storm out of? The House on Haunted Hill, which starred Jeffrey Rush, and it was just a total crock. It was a <laughs> hack fest with no plot and just no hope, and even he couldn't save it. How were you in there before you walked out, Colin? Uh, 40 minutes. I was kind of enjoying the gore, but some people we were with, some girls, sort of just said, no, it's bail, so... I'm kind of enjoying the gore. You know, it's a remake of a 1950s uh, movie. Was that any good? No, it wasn't.
wasn't particularly good, but it was made by uh, William Castle, who was known as the king of the gimmicks. And in every screening, a inflatable skeleton on a flying box trundled out of the screen and across the heads of the audience. That's very pretty pretty cool. That's the whole purpose in the movie. See? People would have stuck around for that. <laughs> he was also the guy who electrocuted people during a film called The Tingler. What? Just for fun? Just, it was in something called Percepto, which meant that... Uh, oh, in the seat. Yeah, every yeah, third, I heard about every third seat was what, I mean, obviously, many fatalities, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. lots of fun. But you're in one of the other scenes. Lovely smell of burning flesh. Oh, right. Someone stormed out of a Jeffrey Rush film. Who else is storming? James, how are you? How are you going, guys? Good, good thanks, bro. Uh, what did you uh, storm out of? Uh, well, back when I was probably about 15, me and about 10 mates uh, went into a movie called The Thin Red Line. We all snuck in. Yeah. And uh, it turned out it was an absolute crock of shit movie. It was just... <laughs> <laughs> it was one of the biggest pieces of, like, you know, uh, yeah, I don't even want to go on about it. It was a very arty war movie. You put it, yeah, put it that way. You, you, didn't, uh, you didn't wake up when uh, Woody Harrelson uh, had his dick blown off by a grenade? That didn't get you Oh, no, no, actually, I probably left by that time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me and me mates, we all just got up and just threw whatever we had in our hands at the screens and just left. Yeah, I know. Uh, well, it is one of those films. To me, a lot of people will tell you that's one of the greatest films of all time. But it, you know, it's yeah. a lot of wandering through the jungle. It's, oh, war's evil. Oh, let's cut to a bird with a broken wing. Yeah. That's a bit film school. It's a bit much. Yeah. one, isn't it? Yeah, probably. Would have beaten us at the Queen film awards. Never mind. Get out, Rick. How you going, guys? Good, mate. What'd you walk out? What'd you storm out of? Oh, I didn't storm out. Uh, a number of years ago, my wife and I went and saw the opening night of a little art house play that uh, starred Dee Smart and Peter Phelps. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I was listening to what you were describing before, and there was a bit of music in this particular play. Yeah. And uh, Phelps, he had to do a soliloquy, a Hamlet-style soliloquy, in the bus, yeah. standing there in the nude, and uh, there was a bit of directional pointing from Phelpsy. Oh, hang on. It was sideways movement, and uh, the six gay men in the front row just decided they wouldn't stop laughing at poor old Phelps, who was in the middle of this speech. Oh, dear. But did anyone storm out at all? Well, he nearly stormed out. He gave them the, the death stare, which unfortunately didn't have the, the right effect, because when they started to laugh again, the entire theatre erupted in a bit of laughter. He was very disconsolate, so much so that... Uh, or he didn't come out for the uh, the final bow. <laughs> really? But when he did come out, he had a white bathrobe on, so everyone was all happy then. <laughs> right. Well, so Phelps nearly stormed out of his own place. He nearly stormed out, yeah. After six men have been giggling at him doing a bit of point work. It's point work. Maybe he could have just gone, gentlemen, that's the exit over there. Where I'm pointing now. <laughs> I think you know where to go. Yeah, it was a safety thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, great. Wow. A pretty good storm out, or near storm out. Hello, hello to everyone who's seen uh, Felky's gear. <laughs> well, I'm afraid for listening. We are going to have to storm out of our own secret. We have to do this again. We are going to do this again. Take right, down those names, Cecilia. We'll call them back. Thanks to all who participated in the next hour. Andrea Powell. Second down.
of getting this around the nation. And look who's joined us. Yes, Andrew.
Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't look good for Batman because she's got a bloke to put a bomb in the Batmobile. Oh, and right. Batman doesn't know about it. Yeah, he's had the bomb detected though. Oh, no, he doesn't. It's not in there. It's not working. The Bat Magnet takes care of machine gun though, which is good news. <laughs> See, Andrew, this is what happens when a, a person who's much younger than us is seeing Batman for the first time. Oh, okay. He's just yeah. discovered the Adam West version. Yeah, you might as well have been going blah, 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 blah. Oh, you've blah, never blah. seen Oh, uh, I don't know. I, I can't remember. You know enough to get by? Yeah, yeah that's enough for me, Richard. It's very little interest. I wait that you're enjoying it. Come around and watch it. We'll have a bowl of Nick Smith's bush boots. <laughs> Kick back. <laughs> All right. So you guys have so much in common. He'd <laughs> love the Nick Smith bush I hear you're also very interested in the uh, the breast. Oh, he's all yeah. for a bit of Norgie, yeah. am I? Have Norgie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what, Mr. Vasa? We've got company, please. Can I ask you, Ed, why are you interested in, in partaking yourself in the breast milk bank? I've been asking this question of everyone who listen, and no one can give me a straight answer. I'll give you one. Come on. Can yeah. I, can I mm. a 20 something year old man, mm. live on breast milk? Mm. Please. Why not? Because uh, breast milk is specifically made for babies to develop their brains and their organs. And by six months, they need to start uh, eating solids to develop further. Okay. So it's really only meant for but young. And, and can I just ask you this? Yes. How? Were you thinking um, of obtaining it? Yes. Did you want it delivered in the original form? No, no, no. Milking, <laughs> milking, milking yeah. mothers into a foam dome, just they're walking See, around. Found right. a way to combine breasts and food. Yeah. <laughs> So you say I can't live off it? It's got all the but hang on a second. Babies grow from like you know mm-hmm. whatever that size is to however big they get. Yes, the breast milk changes with every few months. It changes. More it's delicious. Changes. Um, I, I, I don't think so. It's little bits of wafer in it. You really need to have a cold shower. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very long shaft, really. But All right, look, we haven't even opened up the booty bank yet. Yeah, here. Right. So, no, we're not going to do that. No. What we're going to talk about is what have you got at your house mm. and how did it get there? Sounds kind of dull, doesn't it? No. Sounds kind of boring. Mm. It's not going to be, though, is it, Ed? No, sir. It's going to be pure gold. Lauren, from that good Charlotte here again, this on Triple M. Andrea Powell is not well, but we've dragged her in anyway for a... Yeah, thanks for that. I was really enjoying that sleep in. Shattering necessary pulling me out by the little toe. That's how we do things there. Triple F. Shattering my dreams of an all breast milk diet. Yeah. Okay. I'm feeling a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. Our producer Nikki doesn't look too happy. I'm not saying I won't. You're not going to be happy. Go to the source. What about Richard Martin, the man who pushed yeah, What about, about him on this show? Did you see Rove last night, Andrew? No, I didn't. Oh, he, he hasn't been on for ages. Mm-hmm. He got to do an acting scene. I think he was in uh, Rideas. No, it was in Rideas. I love Rideas. I know a lot of people that tune in just for Ryan's segment. Ryan is kicking some goals with Rideas. And uh, have a listen to this. Hello, I'm hungry. Strudel, Sassine, Ravioli, Carpaccio, Cappuccino. There we are. Wow, what a performance. Wow. You know, I, I really believe Strudel. I really believe that you had Strudel. But I sort of uh, gave too much gas into Strudel, and then the rest of it tailed off. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Cappuccino was the money shot for me. Really? Yeah. I got the Strudel and Cappuccino 10 
holes in between a little bit sad. I didn't believe this quite there. I just, I just, yeah, I didn't uh, know that. Yeah, sorry. Well, that's great, but it was actually Carpaccio. So yeah, I wasn't even yeah. looking at that point. Diction I've really got to work on. What is Carpaccio? Um, I think it's a bit of raw meat, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know, but every time I don't know what something is, it always turns out to be thin bacon. <laughs> <laughs> that's the same much what it is. <laughs> you didn't know who Mario Speedwagon were earlier. Really. Yeah. Turned out the kind of bacon, apparently. Uh, yes, now controversy. That's what you need, Richard. You need a bit of, you know, edginess oh, okay. to get yourself back in the headlines. Because last week on, you know, Road last year, sorry, you were pantsless. Yeah, Like Mel Gibson with his genitalia pixelated. Can you imagine such a thing, Andrew? No. <laughs> well, I can actually. Most like I'm imagining it right now. Most like Warwick Campbell with the football. Wife's buttocks. If you need some controversy, you know, Warwick Kepper is the man. He was generating a bit of one-man uh, diddle for Yobbo's Up the Guts last year. Yes, he was. If you followed the Yobbo's Up the Guts story, Andrea, this is a film that was made uh, on location during a stand-up comedy tour by Mark Jacko Jackson, Warwick Kepper. And I think Bill Hunter was somehow involved. Yes, he was. They made a film while they were doing it called Yobbo's Up the Guts. Yes. Remember Warwick getting punched in the face by the Russian film director outside Wilbur? Oh, yeah. Typical day on the set. Creative mm. differences. Mm. Apparently, finally coming out, Mark Jacko Jackson himself has called up Thank you, sir. Uh, Cecilia on the phone and after a bit of fruity talk, <laughs> drop the zinger that the trailer is ready to go. Great. Now, he wants to send it into it. We'd love to see it. Now, obviously, YouTube is the answer because that's where you can see Ed's fine trailers, Meat Pie, for example. Mm-hmm. Like that one in Andrew. Mm-hmm. Meat Pie. Yeah, mm-hmm. Get back to us. No, let's not write it down. <laughs> let's just wait and see where it goes. So hopefully we'll have that trailer for you so we'll find out what all the fuss is. You're going to have an advanced screen. Oh, you're both up the gut. Good idea. And I noticed over the weekend there was controversy in the paper over this show that Chris Lilly's doing, Summer High Tide. And there was a lot of talk that, oh, women's groups are offended by the rape jokes. And, oh, well, legit, because we haven't seen it. This could be a big, uh, you know. A lot of women out there need to lighten up. Yeah, But my point is, how do they know about them? Like, nobody's seen this show. Yeah, you're right. We've only seen two... A small trailer of it. There's no hint of that. You know, it's like a... There's a leak at the ABC. A new Woody Allen film. You don't get to see any of it till it comes out. Mm. I sent out two-minute clip. That's got no rape gags in there. Mm. I wasn't offended by anything I saw. Mm. So how do these groups find out about this stuff? Is this self-generated sizzle from the ABC? Oh. Are they making the controversy themselves? Them Spartan words. I was curious about those jokes I saw in this clip that nobody's got access to and hasn't been seen by anybody at all in the English-speaking world. I am furious! Is the ABC's bestiality promos for Midsummer Murders went out, and that was a real red herring. There was none of that in I just think watch it. it's all good publicity. I did a show called Midnight Mass with a bunch of other actors a couple of years ago at Trades Hall, mm-hmm. and um, some uh, some Christians found out about the show, Lovely. found the title very offensive. Yeah. The show was somewhat offensive itself too, but they never <laughs> bothered coming to see it. Not only because of the bad acting. Oh, man. Oh, man. Um, but they didn't bother coming to see it. Instead, they stood outside the town hall with placards going, don't come see this show and Jesus loves and all of that stuff. Mm. Never came in. Best publicist, publicity we ever got. Yeah. Yeah. An article in the Herald Sun, rest of the season, sold out. That's how it works. Thanks, Bible Bash. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, I don't know if we've got any controversy coming up on Get This. What do we have coming up, Rich? Strudel, sashimi, ravioli, carpaccio, cappuccino. 
delicious. <laughs> That's just for starters. Well, you see what's coming next. This will probably get me into more trouble than Flash Gordon, but what the hell? <laughs> Around the nation on Triple M and Andrea Powell. She's not 100%, but it's allowing her to sound a bit like Dr. Melfi off the Soprano. <laughs> I'm feeling much better just from being here. Yeah, okay. You know. Really? Oh, yes. Program has that kind of effect. Mm. What were we talking about just before we went to the ads, Mr. Martin? Can you remember? Terrible but too many things. It's like a, a tower of champagne glasses balanced in my head. This program. Well, Why Kappa? We <laughs> have the breast milk bank. Mm-hmm. We can get around to the guy in the shopping centre. Oh no, we're talking about we can be heroes. We can be heroes. Okay. Sorry, Chris Lilly. Chris Lilly's new show. You know, apparently, over the weekend, said Down syndrome groups are outraged. But how would they know that there's jokes in it? Nobody's seen any. Mm-hmm. So it just means someone at the ABC calls up a Down syndrome group and goes, "Hey." They're making some uh, jokes about you in the new series. You wouldn't be happy with that, would you? No, we're not happy. Okay, now call the papers. Guess what's happened now? Apparently, uh, Down syndrome groups outraged by jokes we're making. This is what we need. You've got to generate your own controversy, apparently. This is what we're... No good sitting here waiting for it to happen. We've got to call up people and just go, call up Warwick Capra and go, hey, we're making jokes about the fact you've got a football over your ass. <laughs> and then you do anything. What oh, you be happy about that? Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, you'd be angry, wouldn't oh, you? That's good stuff. You'd be furious. Oh, right. <laughs> in front of your bronzes <laughs> and your long locks. Yeah, you're not happy. <laughs> not happy. I knew you weren't happy. Not right. Happy. Hello, confidential. <laughs> All right, Kevin's furious. Really? Let's do a story about on a show. Nobody watches. Have you seen my friends on telly? Okay. See, we're finally getting the hang of show business. But, Andrea, let's get back into the lounge room. All right. Sure. The everyday person, because, uh, you know, I find most people I know have something dodgy in their front room, something where you go, where did you get those traffic lights? Mm. <laughs> They'd be needed in an intersection, wouldn't they? What have you got? It helps stop hallway congestion. <laughs> Exactly, you know, sometimes there's a lot of traffic in that hallway. It's quite a carpet, so then um, I've got a lot of uh, really embarrassing cat paraphernalia. Oh, oh, not because I bought it, because a friend bought it. Yeah, there is something he likes more than me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. He loves the cat. Um, a friend of mine, uh, I actually have a cat, yeah. and it's all living cat, yeah. but a friend of mine um, decided to buy me, um, well, let's see, some cat socks, a cat, a cup and saucer, some cat Pajamas, a cat teapot, a cat statue, and three stuffed cats, one of which is really obscenely fat, like my own cat. Uh And I had to say to look, enough with the cats. You know, I've actually got a cat. If I want to look at a cat, I can look at my own cat, which is breathing. (laughs) No more cat stuff. But this one cat I've got stuffed like it's so obese. And I had a friend over the other day open my wardrobe. He's like, I think you've got an obese stuffed cat in your wardrobe there. And I probably won't ever see that young man again. Hang on. Don't you have an obese cat, though? My cat is obese. So, so my friend bought a stuffed obese cat. That's the cat. You know, with the, it. Is the real cat going, you're just taking the piss, aren't you? Yeah, it's he, funny. he hates it. It's attacked its head several times. Oh. <laughs> Ian, what have you got? Because oh. you live at a dude ranch. The dude ranch. Really? Yeah. I live in a house for a dude, Andrea. Oh, my God. I, 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 do you put the fridge in the lounge room so you don't have to walk as far for beer? It's funny you should say that because we just got a second fridge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, just got one. we just got a bar fridge here. Out of there for exactly that reason. Wow. It's so far. Yeah. It's just so far away. Oh, you could break your knee, Chad. You could miss something. You could miss something. Rihanna could 
bend over during the umbrella song and you could miss it. You know what I'm saying? I don't even know what that means. <laughs> but you're not impressed. No. Okay, so that's what you've got at your place. Well, no, we just got some... Uh, and I know people are wondering what happened to all the furniture from the Amstead Departure Lounge. At the turn of the century, they've come to us. It's, it's blue. Imagine this, Rich. A turquoise sort of green swirl with delicious yellow ribbing. How can ribbing be delicious? It's always... That makes me feel... Think of airplane toilets and bad food. It's just I don't know what it's like. to drop around and just come out. It's, it's, it's always it's always the lobby of the Gosford Motor Inn at my house now. Let's find out what the listeners have got at their place. I'm oh, sure. And we exactly and where they get it because we got it from uh, one of my flatmates' girlfriend's dad. It's just stolen or fell off the back of a truck. Yeah, a bit of both. We will accept anything. What have you got? And where did you get it? One triple three five three. Detection 
and law enforcement to both steal the rug you're walking on at the ceremony. Yeah, no, it was pretty funny. It doesn't say much for the other uh, policemen there and no one stops you, does it, Peter? No, not at all. But it was a bit of fun, I suppose. And what have you done? You're trying to steal the champagne glasses. <laughs> oh, I've got a few of those too. Really? And, and where is this enormous rug now? Oh, it's gone now. It's it left with one of my housemates. Yeah, there you go. He walked out with it. <laughs> 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 All right, that's pretty All right, good. Peter. Stealing a rug from a police graduation ceremony. Uh, Can like we it. go better than that? G'day, Matt. G'day, mate. How are you? Excellent. What have you got? Good. Uh, I got, once had a party and a mate walked out halfway through and came back with my street sign and um, nice. uh, the, the pole included. Uh, I came up with an idea and I went around over the next few years and collected every street sign from every uh, street I've lived on <laughs> and added it to the pole. And then I got my wife's name and my name and also Love Street and put that on the pole. Me and then every street I've lived on after that. And did you find a real love street? Did you steal it from a real love street? Yes, certainly did. Genius. Mm -hmm. uh, it's erected in my backyard and I've had to move it three times now. Really? Why? Right so, oh, just moving house. Uh, I've taken the pole and all the signs with it. Good. Wouldn't it be a bummer if you had to move into a flat? Mm. That could be problematic. Yeah, but what happens is the cops keep finding out where he lives and he has to move. <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean you have to take uh, the sign from that street and add it to the pole every time you move? Oh, that's that's right. right. Yeah, that yeah. works. Good on you, Matt. That's um, it's quite that's the most romantic bit of theft I've ever heard about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, money, money. All right, man. Well done. That's all well and good, but you know it's hmm, past the three quarter of an hour mark. This is a commercial radio station, and there's been no mention of Britney's spiraling drug woes. <laughs> We'd better rectify that next there again. That's so new, I don't know the ending of it yet. It's the Pretender by the Food Bot, right? It certainly was a toe tapper. Well, we've got Andrea Powell with us, and you know, you probably wonder what goes on at your big international record companies who put out these songs and albums that we play. Oh, I do. I ask myself that question a lot. Let's cross live to the offices of an international record company. On the other side of the world. Yeah, well, I was on. No. I was on. Teabag Colony with Robbie Williams. Gentlemen, I have something you need to hear. Bring it in, boys. It's temperature control safe. Let me just get it over here. Okay. I have something that is going to save this corporation. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Now, inside, inside here, I have. I have a disc. Now, this has traveled halfway around the world on a high security. Oh, okay. There we go. This is the master recording. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the sound of the future. <laughs> It's amazing. But who is it? I don't know. Not yet, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 